I'm on new meds. <laughs> Mr. My, Business. My cat was right about you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of... No- you want me to do it again because I was too far away from the mic? Yes, 100%. Yep. Okay. Hello, and welcome I to- hate you so much. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Nonplussed. That over there is Josh. And that over there is Clancy. And we're Nonplussed. And we're Nonplussed. Hello and welcome and thanks for listening. And we hope you're doing okay. And and things are scary right now. And we try never to leave the house except to brave the emotional uh, uh, challenge that is trying to find a package of hamburger at H-E-B right now. We haven't lived through anything like this. Nobody's like in our lifetime really has dealt with something like this and it's scary. And it's, I mean, honestly, yeah. this, the today's film, if nothing else, gives you a nice outline for how to like get through grief and move on to the next thing. And it's, um, and it's, into the unknown point being it's okay to not feel okay right now. Um, and we hope that the, we can bring a little bit of joy and levity and just sort of distraction, you know, and we're going to keep on trucking along and, we're um i think we're gonna start trying to plan in some guests yeah i'm kind of excited for this also terrified of this but like hey you know it'll be it'll be nice to like bring other people into this and like see i I don't know people have time on their hands and we have very funny and creative friends we do we're gonna ask some of our friends they sometimes might be people that you've heard of before sometimes they might just be oh i don't know the person who officiated my wedding yeah. Um, our wedding, I guess. It is <laughs> it our wedding. The same it was wedding. My wedding. It was the same wedding. Point being, we're gonna keep on trekking along, but you know, we don't want to. You, you find the joy where you can, and and you take a take the next breath, make the next choice, and do the next right thing. Take and a chance for make us. A that's no. We've got stuff in this musical <laughs> that is applicable. You don't have to pull in other sources, honey. Hey, I'm just trying. You know. What, I'm, I'm just trying over here. And I'm just trying to talk about bringing guests on and maybe starting a Patreon so that if people want to help us do this to support us. Fair enough. So the movie that we're talking about <laughs> this week is Frozen 2. Frozen 2. Uh, the movie runs 103 minutes. Uh, it was released on November 22nd, 2019. Yeah. Not all that long ago. No. And it's kind of impressive that this is already on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and I mean, we noted like we're not going to really have a whole lot of extras to talk about for this one because they're not on Disney Plus. Yeah, for whatever reason, they're it's on weird. iTunes, yeah. but they're not on Disney Plus. And I, I wonder if that's just one of those things where they kind of like want if you're interested, they want to drive you for that purchase, which for makes sure. sense because they're recouping a little bit. But I mean, you know, good on them for for posting it early. I mean, like I, I was super super impressed, and they're doing the same thing with Onward, which is actually really awesome as well. So that's going to be on oh, Disney God, Plus that on one the third. Me. Yeah. Well, I mean, and to be honest, so did Frozen 2, but let's keep going. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want to talk about the cast? Let's talk about the cast. So we've got Kristen Anna, of course, reprising the role. Um, she's also known for Veronica Mars and The Good Place. Uh, Idina Menzel as Elsa, also a reprisal. Clancy wasn't sure if Idina Menzel voiced both the speaking voice and the singing oh voice. God. It was a whole thing. Yeah, like I, I mean, <laughs> and to be fair, in a lot of older Disney movies, they would have different actors do 
the the singing and then the voices. And so I, for whatever reason, just didn't like, it didn't click to me that it would be two different things. You know what I mean? Two different people. Sorry. One person said, not things. These, these are not things. These are people. They voice these things. Correct. To Clancy's point, for example, in Mulan, Ming-Na Wen was the spoken voice of Mulan and Leah Salonga was the singing voice of Mulan. Right. Comma. However, they've gone away with that pretty much since Princess and the Frog. Right. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that. And I mean, it, that makes sense now. Yeah. I, but anyway, yeah. Adina Menzel reprises her role as Elsa. Uh, she was also in Wicked, but yeah, that and an Enchanted and recently Uncut Gems. She was in the Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Josh Gad reprises his role as Olaf. He, of course, uh, originated one of the roles in Book of Mormon. He's also done quite a bit of TV. He was uh, LeFou in the live action Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Uh, he was in Pixels, uh, LOL. Oh, good. Oh, that one. Yeah. Um, and then he was in 21. I remember watching this movie with you. It's the one about the kids who like count cards at Blackjack yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I kind of liked that movie. I did too. I don't remember him in it. <laughs> Then, of course, Jonathan Croft is Kristoff. He was in Hamilton as King George, but he's also like he's on Mindhunter. He's Mindhunter. He, he was in Glee and then looking as well. Yeah. Um, Sterling K. Brown is Matthias. He's got a great long TV career. He's in This Is Us and Marvelous Miss Maisel right now. Also, American Crime Story, Supernatural. I think he plays a vampire on Supernatural. That's a recurring character. Evan Rachel Wood as Iduna. She's, of course, on Westworld right now, famously. Uh, she was in Across the Universe. I forgot about that. She was in True Blood. Mm. Um, Alfred Molina as Angnar, their dad. Oh, and Aduna was their mom. But um, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ang Agnar is their dad. Agnar. But you would know Alfred Molina from Spider Man Two. He was Doctor Octopus. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Okay, that makes sense. He was also in uh, Frida as her husband and Magnolia and Chocolat. And then Martha Plimpton as Yelena, who's the leader of the Northundra people. She was in Goonies. Oh, that's um, wonderful. As a wee little lass. And then, of course, she was in uh, Parenthood, the movie, the yeah. um, Steve Martin one. Mm-hmm. Then The Real O'Neills on TV, Raising Hope, was a big hit on Fox for a while. Okay. Um, and then I love her in the concert performance uh, of starring Neil Patrick Harris of Company. Um, she played Sarah. Jason Ritter plays writer, the other, like, the uh, uh, North Under dude. Yeah, uh, he's a hottie. He's John Ritter's son, the late John Ritter from Three's Company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's been on a lot of drunk history. He was on Girls. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 No, he's great. He's repri- he's done some voices for Gravity Falls, which is also Disney property. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was on the Parenthood TV show, which I don't think is related to the movie. I don't think so either. And then Rachel Matthews, she voiced Honey Marin. She was um, recently on Batwoman. She's a recurring character in Looking for Alaska, and she's in the Happy Death Day movies. Oh, yeah. I saw both of those. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. They're wonderful. You, ha- you they're had to have seen that fun. second one when I was traveling or something, because I have not seen it. I haven't yeah, seen it either. No, they were like, I think they were both on like HBO Go, and I was just like, you know what? Oh. I heard these were okay, and actually, they were pretty funny. Like they're, It's kind of like that horror, horror funny, comedy. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. good. And then, of course, Alan Tudyk pops up as a few um, background voices and reprises his role in a quasi flashback of the Duke of Weaselton, Weselton, Weselton, Weselton. One thing I know, I've been talking for a hot minute, but one thing I want to make sure I get across because I did a little bit of research is the timeline. Okay. Now there's a Federator channel Federator video that um, their host Ariel Vios. Sure. And it's uh, it sort of goes through the timeline. There's two animated shorts that take place sort of in between these two films. And in one of them, it focuses on, okay. So you were looking up kind of, I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and they use a map from that episode where she's uh, turning 19. It's dated 1840, but that uh, we'll get to it a little bit later. That might not be a great start date, but still that might just be a foible. Anyway, my point is um, 
they assert that Elsa's 18th is when their parents originally leave mm-hmm. and die. And then the first like frozen, the first one. Yeah. When she's coronated, it's her 21st birthday. Right. And Anna is three years younger than her. So frozen mm-hmm. one is when she is 21 and Anna is 18. Right. And then the next one is three years later is three years later. So yep. Anna is turning 21, which is why she can be coronated at the end. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. Interesting. Okay. Cause sure. I was confused because well, we'll, we'll get into it. I'll point out the times where I was confused about the time frame, and suddenly because it's not made abundantly clear in the first one. And yeah, this is a point I'll mention a little bit later. Uh, let's just get into it. But the well, point is, is there were things that kept making me go, when is the set? And yeah, this film answers those questions really obliquely. Yeah. Uh, and just a side note, we do all of our research on Wikipedia and IMDb. And then I've got a, a super secret special article for you at the end. Oh, and we'll link that one in the show notes too. But otherwise, Perfect. yeah, IMDb and Wikipedia. All right. So you want to get into it? Yeah, go for it. I've been talking for a while. You have been. So, uh, <laughs> so we start off with Anna and Elsa as children. Um, they, uh, they're, they're like in their room. Um, they're, they're, they're playing like almost like with dolls, but. Elsa is making the dolls out of ice. Yeah. And if you pay attention, they're recapping frozen one and setting you up for frozen two. Oh yeah. They do that a couple of times in this movie. And I feel like that's actually kind of good. They do it a lot of times in this movie. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, So they finish playing. um, Their parents are tucking them into bed. Well, they're talking about an enchanted forest and her father's like, well, that's not like any enchanted forest I've ever seen. Agnar uh, starts going over the story the story of the spirit forest and, and is recounting their, uh, a, a, a trip that they took out there. Essentially. His, well, his father's building of the relationship with the North people. Yes. And it's like, even as he's telling this, it feels like a patchy kind of whitewashed story because there are details that are obviously left out in his telling. And then they're visually left out. Like even at the end, when it just cuts from the girl at the spirit, just before the battle starts. Yeah. So we have the first song, All is Found. Yes. It's the one where she's talking about the legend of Atahalan. Oh, Because okay. they mention Atahalan as the place where it's the river where all the memory is or whatever. Mm-hmm. She says it's a lullaby that her mother sang to her. Mm-hmm. So the idea, I think, is that it's like a folklore song. It is. And it's got like, you know, cautionary parts, parts in it. Right. And yeah. Uh, and Evan Rachel Wood sings it beautifully. Yes. I didn't realize she had those pipes. Oh yeah. No, it was, but great. then again, she was in across the universe. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of funny. So the, the title, like during this time, the title comes up on that says frozen. Mm-hmm. Does it say frozen two? Yeah. Okay. But ha- it's half ice and half rock, which I thought was kind of like oh. nice foreshadowing for what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We then jump forward in time to three years uh, after yes. the events of frozen, frozen one. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's in the fall. Um, and we've kind of got them going through like kind of their day to day life kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's, what's funny is that's a detail from what I could find that, that was came out in like a press event or a press release or something. Cause it's not explicitly like nobody says, woof, it's been a long three years. We're just set three up years later. Olaf as a magical being that was created from nothing is struggling with the concept of reality time. and just, time. just time. Yeah. like he's, he's, <laughs> Oh yeah. That's basically he's, he's like an existential id. Like everything is just <laughs> what is happening now and what, it, what 
can ever happen in the future. It's, it's so dark. There's no balance wonderful. there. <laughs> we then get into the song. Some things never change. Yes. Which feels like an echo of first time in forever. Yeah, for sure. It kind of cuts back and forth between uh, Anna, Elsa and Kristoff. The first time that we watched this, Josh and I looked at each other at, because there were train tracks and we're like, wait, there's trains. Like- yes. And that's the thing is I went back and, and even using that, that 1840 date, which again, I'll get to you later. Um, yeah, trains were, gosh, where did I put this? Trains were in use in the late 1700s. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, they are like, like tra- railroad tracks, like in horses would pull carts along tracks is how, yeah. how it went. And even steam engines were like the mid 1800s. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, for sure. But it, to me, it just kind of took me out like, wait, this is, this is odd. Well, even but- when they do that, that close up shot of Anna's boot later and oh, how yeah. detailed it is, it's another way of them setting the time period. And I think there's, this is like the first of a lot of issues mm-hmm. where I feel like the, the creators, the animators, the directors or whoever are directly addressing criticisms from the first film, because one of the big criticisms of the first film was when is this set? What is this time period? Yeah. Cause it was kind of, it was very ambiguous. And I guess a lot of Disney movies generally tend to be ambiguous in terms of the time. Right? I don't know. Uh, princess of the frog was the twenties. Like you, you couldn't ignore that. Fair enough. But and, like, and to a degree, the tales themselves are like the reference point is when those tales were written and what enough. era they were written yeah. about. And they're distinct even between sleeping beauty and Cinderella. Like the fashion is distinct. Yeah, for sure. It's stylized for their time, but it's distinct. And, so yeah, like even like this is one of those times where they're like, all right, we're going to address directly address a criticism. Yeah. They, they went of out the of their film. way. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, railroad tracks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, Christoph has a spa day and it is. Yes. My with wandering Oaken. Yes. Who it's also is delightful. my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish he had spoken in this film. He doesn't. He doesn't at it's all. Sad. It's sad to but me. He's super cute. Apparently one of the shorts, he gifts them their own sauna. Oh, but I think it gets blown up. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, there, that the the sleigh has a a storied history of meeting with an explosive demise. Fair enough. Remember, he did that in the first film, and it was funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a point where uh, so like there's kind of a montage happening while this is all going on. It's kind yeah. of like a day in the life of Arendelle, and um, like the fishermen are taking the fish out of the water and and throwing it to the next fisherman, and then they throw it to Olaf, and then Olaf throws it back in the water. Yeah. But also, Kristoff is apparently ready to propose. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's all happening. Yeah. Sven is buying shit for him. And these people are just fine with a reindeer coming in and throwing coins on the <laughs> counter and buying a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a weird three years in Arendelle, apparently. And Elsa is like, you know, she's among the people. She's uh, she's like making toys for kids out of ice. She makes the sextant for that yes. little girl. Yes, girl. Get that. And I was like, oh. Look, STEM education for girls. I love it. Yes. It's not a bad song. I definitely like it. Um, so we then cut back into the castle. They are having a game night, like a family game night. Yes. Um We're playing charades. Yes. Olaf makes a point that he can read. Was there a I don't remember in Frozen One if he couldn't read. I don't know, but yeah, he's just like, Oh, this is so much better now that I can read. I'm like, wait, has he spent the past three years illiterate? <laughs> He does the shotgun like seven poses. He's a unicorn, which is pretty obvious. 
turns into an ice cream cone that kind of looks like Andy Warhol style pop art. <laughs> he does a castle, which is the Cinderella castle. It's the Disney logo castle, yep, yep, just yep. like um, the carpet made in Aladdin. And then he does wandering Oaken, which is really funny with the carrot as the mustache. Yep. He turns into a teapot that doesn't look like Mrs. Potts. Yeah, it was kind of. It stuck out because it didn't look like Mrs. Potts. Right. Maybe they didn't do it because they thought they were doing too much because the very next one is a mouse and it's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to do the bit, do the bit. Commit to the bit all the way through. And well, and then they do Elsa. One of two times that that specific walk and move from Let It Go gets referenced. (laughs) And both times Elsa's embarrassed about it. But also nobody was there for that, though. Exactly. (laughs) So how did they know? Exactly. The water I get. But Olaf, how did he know? Yeah, anyway, Olaf well, I mean, is Olaf so is water. Yeah, I also noticed Olaf was standing on like this purple rug in the shot, and the ray tracing that they did on this movie was incredible. Yeah, explain what ray tracing is and why it's it's something that we can engage in <laughs> given our setup. So ray tracing is the uh, it's basically the calculation of light bouncing off of different surfaces and how that reacts with other surfaces in uh, a rendered frame. Yeah, so. The idea here is that like if the carpet is purple and light hits that, that that color is then going to also reflect onto the other onto the other. Because that's how light suit. works. Right. This is notoriously hard to do because it takes a lot of calculations because you're essentially every light and every uh, photon is being calculated as to where it's bouncing and where it's, it's going. difficult to do in animation. You mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it just happens organically if, if it's live action. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's. Cause that's how light works. Yeah. That's how light works. But yeah, so it's a, this is not something new. Like Pixar has been doing this for a long time, but it's just one of those things where it's really good. It it looks really, really nice. And like, you know, video games are starting to get it now too, but it's not on the level of what this looks like. Point is, is we've got the 4k Apple TV because we've got a 4k TV and that's why it like, it's something that we really know. Also our TV is too big for our room. That's why it was something that we could call out and like see. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, like I said, it looked really, really good. So I was, I was quite impressed. Yeah. Um, oh, and then when she's like, well, what word did she have? And she, it, she realizes it was ice. You think about what Elsa was doing before she heard the voice. Yeah. She was trying to mime how she makes ice without actually making ice. Yeah. Cause she, she didn't want to commit to it cause she would have made ice. I right. think so. It's and that's like, breaking the rules of charades. It is. Kristoff also tries to make or tries to propose to Anna in this scene as well and doesn't go well (laughs) he fails miserably and she's super anxious i guess about elsa but this persists like her completely misinterpreting his words and not paying attention to him like not really giving him the attention that he needs as in in a relationship i mean i get it your sister's important but clancy we're looking at one moment We're looking at one, like literal hours within a day. Fair enough. She's sensing something is wrong with her sister and the movie is about them. It's not about Kristoff and his hurt feelings. That's a B plot. Well, fair enough. Anyway, they go to bed and Elsa gets woken up by that voice that the, that we've been hearing or she's been hearing. Yeah. Specifically. I think we kind of glossed over that, but yeah, when the, when the film started, yeah, that's the reason why they end up, they end game night. Elsa hears that noise. Nobody else hears the noise. And she kind of like gets all in her head about it and, and, you know, goes to bed and, and uh, that's when Anna realizes that something might be wrong. So they, they're, they're in bed. They're having kind of a heart to heart with each other. Yeah. Um, And then we get into the song into the unknown. Um, and this is where, uh, Elsa kind of wakes up in the middle of the night cause she hears the noise again. Mm-hmm. 
she goes outside, is kind of trying to find out where this sound is coming from. Yeah. Kind of the let it go moment in the parallel of the two films. Yeah. I will say the song is a banger. Like I'm. It's a good song. I love it. It's a, it's, it's really, it's really great. It sounds like it was orchestrated with world of color in mind though. When you have those big string crescendos towards the end and she's like splashing stuff. Like I can't wait to see in the holiday version of world of color (laughs) when this finally happens. Yeah. And that'll be, that'll be super cool. The fact that she's like, do she's, she's, she's wandering through the streets of Arendelle singing at full voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's one of those weird things because later there's, there's music and everybody like clearly knows that singing is happening. Yeah. And this is one of those moments where like, well, following that convention, is it diegetic or is it non-diegetic? Like what is happening? Right. So as the song's crescendoing, it's almost as if it was orchestrated with world of color in mind. Cause there's like all those big string crescendos. Yeah. And she's calling out the different elements and somehow as the song completes, there's the, the that big symbol the like that we saw when the mist sort yeah. of dropped over the forest and it's the snowflake. And then there's the thing in the middle, the ice crystals freeze and it's all the little elemental things. And that just happens everywhere. Apparently. Yeah. Like it, the moment it ends, uh, all of the, she like says the elemental names, all of the crystals just disintegrate and fall to the ground, yeah. waking everyone up in the town, which is good because all of the elements in the town start to go awry. Right. As Elsa's running back, she's like, Oh, it's, it's super wind. Oh no. The waterfall stopped and fi- earth wind, fi- you know, earth is next. Yeah, earth is next. And then they evacuate all of the, the town. They somehow managed to do that safely with everybody while For there's sure. literally an earthquake happening. Yeah. And they get everybody up to kind of like this ridge that's up above Arendelle looking down on it. And, um, yeah, they mentioned that everybody's good. Olaf is like sitting on the ground with some kids trying to like, uh, They're putting the crystals and like making facial hair on him and Christoph's checking in on him and he says, oh, this is what we call controlling what you can when things feel out of control. And I was like, oh, <laughs> there's a there's a there. I feel like somebody writing this movie. There's a few moments like this was in therapy while they were actively writing yeah, cause this it's movie. Too, too real. There are some very like solid therapy but like th- something like this controlling what you can when things feel out of control, which yeah. is a very prescient right now. Um, you know, in a, in a world of uncertainty. So yeah, it's the Olaf has a lot of moments like this that seriously make him feel as if he's, he's a third party commentary who's actively <laughs> participating in the action. So the trolls roll in. Yeah. And grand poppy gives some more exposition, basically saying he like shows this vision in the air of the dam Arendelle, like coming to, uh, getting destroyed essentially well no he says he can't see the future oh right we it's don't uncertain. get that in the vision yeah the it's just uh, i can't see what happens to arendelle because it's uncertain and essentially this is where we're learning that the story that they were told at the very beginning it's all true it n- all well, of it no none of it is oh no well the story is true though well yeah but it's whitewashed is the point oh for sure because the whole yeah, their yeah. whole goal is to find out the truth about the past yes 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 yes, yes. It's, they didn't just learn the true truth about the past because <laughs> All of this is happening. That's what they have to find. Right. So then we uh, are on a wagon going into the forest with Elsa, Anna, Olaf, Kristoff, and Sven. Yes. Uh, Olaf is giving a bunch of trivia while they're in the wagon. Right. Including the water has memory thing, which becomes important. Yes. Uh, it's said a lot of times. There's no internet. Where is Olaf reading all of this? <laughs> I don't know. Kristoff uh, tries to propose again in the wagon yep. and his voice cracks like it. It's super, super cute. Fails miserably. Yeah. And, and the imaginary voice is what saves him. Yeah. Because Elsa wakes up and she's like, Kristoff, stop. 
He's like, oh, yeah, good, good idea. Good idea. But not before Anna going just misinterpret to 11. All like, of immediately. it. Yeah. So they come up to like the edge of some clouds and like this is kind of like the barrier. It's between, a wall of mist. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's it's a it's a barrier between the the enchanted forest or or spirit force. I don't know what we're calling this. It's like a barrier between the enchanted forest and the fjord. Correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Kristoff can't get through. He can't get through. Olaf can't get through. And Olaf keeps, tries twice. <laughs> Olaf tries a number of times and enjoys getting thrown out of it. <laughs> and it takes Elsa like touching it for the mist to touch. part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we see the, the like stones, the pillars that represent the elementals. And then they're whooshed through and it's seemingly locked inside of it. Yeah. The also the other point here, too, is like, you know, they walked up to it and immediately pushed back. Has nobody gone this far before? And like seen this like, again, like, I feel it, like there's, there's chunks of lore missing. I feel like it, it, maybe it was addressed somewhere else, but it's kind of like the cave of wonders and Aladdin. Surely somebody has seen this before. Yeah. So they're now trapped in the forest. Yes. They all get split up like almost immediately. Yeah. Kristoff and Anna get split off. They see this big majestic dam that they've heard about. They went out to see the dam. The dam is real. Good thing. It's, it's standing up because if the dam were broken, Arendelle would be in trouble. The whole fjord would be flooded. Yes. And then she's like, where's Elsa? And then we cut to Elsa and then it's where's Olaf. And then we cut to Olaf and Olaf is being tormented by a wind spirit. Um, well, he's, he's being tormented by all of them. He's on his own. And this is, we get, um, the song when I'm older, which feels like, yeah, a counterpart to the, um, summer song from the first film. Mm -hmm. It's even like musically is similar. And it's all of the different elements that are kind of like chasing him in a weird horror movie kind of moment in this song. That's about repressing trauma as a child to deal with when you're older. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> it is rough. Woof. He ends up in like a dark part of the forest that they never go back to. Which right. I thought was kind of out of yeah. left field. Like, when he, okay. at, well, at the start of it and he's, he's calling things out and he says, Samantha. And it sounds like Josh Gad was like, Stoned in the VO booth, but then <laughs> I hope so. It, it immediately pays off in a good way when he's looking down that hole. He's like Samantha. <laughs> it's, I, I couldn't help but laugh yeah. at that moment. They also um so before this just to make sure because it's important because it's the biggest thing in the movie, which is the mm. dam. Uh, so the wind spirit brings all of them back together. Um, and uh, I think that's beneficent. That's a little bit more beneficent of a read than I read. It, it, it felt like the wind spirit was attacking them all. And it took, Oh, for sure. Like in a tornado. Yeah. 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 And, and it took Elsa like controlling it or, or, um, ice subduing push. it. I don't know. It's a force push with ice for sure. Yeah. But there's, she subdues it. Yeah. And she, while she's in this ball, she sees like these kids, like the, like figures of kids and things like that. And then she kind of realizes that there's something more here. And then mm -hmm. when she pushes out, all of these ice figures are around them in a circle as if water has memory. Oh, uh, and um, Olaf has a Marilyn Monroe moment with the little wind spirit. Oh yeah. Cause it like, it, it like ruffles his snow like a skirt <laughs> and he's like delicious. I'll call you Gail. It's like, this is the gayest moment in this film. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of, it plays a little bit more. We're kind of getting a little bit more information into what happened yeah. there. Um, well, yeah. rightly so, because then like there's that creepy horror movie shot with that. And then everybody shows up. Yeah. 
the North Undra people. It's the lost Arendellian soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. There's also an ice sculpture that's really important, which is the uh, Elsa's father as a child. Yes. And an unknown girl. Unknown girl. And all of this is still up when these people come into the clearing. And nobody bats an eye at it, which is kind of funny. Well, it, I mean, it serves sort of to prove their point because they're like, you know, our, our father was the king of Arendelle as pictured behind us in ice. Right. And then Olaf has to catch everybody up. It's the best montage of like him. But it's yet but, another but it's, moment in this film where they're like, remember what happened in the first one? Yeah. No, hundred percent recaps all of frozen one and then catches them all right back up. Like it's, it's kind of refreshing. Like I almost kind of wanted to start the movie there. Not me. I, I honestly, I felt it was a little bit unnecessary and almost like someone in the writer's room was like, well, how are these two new tribes going to believe them? How are they going to get on board? And this was the answer. And I, I personally, as an audience member, just don't buy it. It was fun. Here's, here's it was where cute. I was from it. This is for a parent that has not seen the first movie, but is now taking their kid <laughs> to go see frozen Two. fair. And it makes more sense to them when they can kind of catch it all. up. But that I think way. that imagines a reality where a parent hasn't seen frozen one. And I don't think, I honestly don't think maybe their kids were too young. I don't know. I mean, that's something that you would have shown that I feel like this always gets back to my point of where a movie should not exist. Like it should be able to exist in a vacuum and people should be able to appreciate it for what it is. And it eh, should make that's sense. not even true with half the Marvel movies. The point is, oh, no, 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 for sure. That's gone out the, the reality of parents with kids, especially right now. I was talking to someone the other day who was like, I've seen frozen two, three times Oh geez. in the past week. Like this, this is what I mean in 2019 with digital media, especially with Disney plus having just come out. Yep. I find it hard to believe that a parent wouldn't have seen frozen. Yeah. Anyway, this gets everybody on board. Lieutenant Matthias is like, Oh, it's been all this time. And a lot of stuff, you know, the, the King that I protected obviously died before the mist yeah. fell. And Lieutenant Matthias asks them, you know, how long ago did your parents die? Mm-hmm. And they say six years. And this is the first time we get like solid time frame in any of these films. Yeah. And my, my brain exploded a little bit. Cause I guess, I don't know if they, if it was explicit in the first film about it being Elsa's 21st birthday, but I was just like, wait a minute. All of this feels like it has been so much longer ago. Yeah. So the forest around them starts to engulf in flames. Elsa's trying to protect everyone by freezing the fire and putting all of that out and is kind of struggling to do so, but then also pretty good at it. Yes. Elsa's then like trying to save everybody. They all kind of run off. It eventually goes through the village and she's trying to like protect the huts with her ice powers. Yep. There's, there's a point here where she's trying to like, uh, Anna comes in trying to help Elsa and Elsa's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're not going to do any good here. Right. Get out of here. She chases it through the village. Like Josh said, uh, and then kind of corners it into a, this like little rock hole. And then we discover that it is the cutest goddamn lizard it's I've ever seen fire salamander animated. And I want it so bad. And he tries to be so fierce and like blows oh. that fire out. And she's like, well, and, it, and it's not until he like sees her directly countering his, his own power that he's like, Oh, Hey, I'm gonna lick my eyeball at you. I want him. It's a cute scene. He's so cute. And then the little lizard jump like, Oh, and then they both hear the voice. This is where uh, Elsa realizes that, it's only the spirits that can hear yes, or other spirits can hear the voice. Yes. Which then I think kind of starts to put it in her head that she might be a spirit. Right. And then the mother scarf shows up and one of the North yep. Undra people, uh, recognizes it. Honey Marin. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, that's a North Undra scarf. And that, and they run back to the, the sculpture of their father. And they're like, Oh yeah. Cause she's like wearing the scarf in it. And then they realize that the Norwegian, the Norwegian, uh, 
that they're that both children are half North under a half Arendellian. Right. But that she is their mother. Yes. Right. And yes. So that's, that's a big point. Like where it's like, Oh, okay. This all, it all started to make sense. Um, then they have this really uncomfortable circle song. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it is like, well, everything starts glowing as if nature is affirming, like right. the nature spirits are affirming what they're saying. Everything is magic. And then they do sort of a, yeah. Um, a native Norwegian welcoming chanty song. Yeah. That gave me very Polynesian. Like you mentioned, like this is kind of like the Moana song. Like it is, like, <laughs> it's, but that's, it's sort of like a, um, like a tribal cultural thing, but awkward to everybody just standing there. Who's never been through this before. Exactly. And then suddenly they're all singing and they're just standing in the center of it. Right. Like, okay. Olaf is trying to sing with them, which I thought was very cute. It was delightful. <laughs> again, the spirits are affirming and he can jump right in apparently. Yeah. So they kind of make a little bit of amends here. I think with the, between the, um, North the soldiers and yeah. And the North under well, it's an uneasy piece, but we get through, you know, through our new outsiders through Anna and Elsa and Christoph and Olaf. Exactly. We meet honey Marin. Like she introduces herself mm-hmm. and we meet Ryder Oof. who immediately read to me as if like, this is a cute outsider and I'm going to flirt a little bit with him. Cause he also has a reindeer and I like reindeer. Oh, could you imagine like he just, he gave up on my head. Trying to get- my head cannon is that Ryder is by, and then he was just like, yes. Oh, look at this cutie. And then, you know, towards the end, him and Honey Marin hook up and that's totally fine. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I legitimately think the way that I, I don't know, for me, it read as <laughs> writers interested in Kristoff and because he's interested in Kristoff, he wants Kristoff to be happy. It's very much like LeFou and Gaston and in Beauty and the Beast, especially the live action one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting kind of those vibes. They decide they're not going to set off until the morning because right. the earth giants, the rock giants patrol at night. Mm-hmm. And then... Elsa decides she needs to go now. Anna's going to go with her. Kristoff and Ryder have run off. Yeah. We also get a little bit more information about Otta Holland. Oh, right. Honey Marin mentions it. Yeah. She says the phrase about only Otta Holland knows. And Elsa's like, oh my goodness. I know about Otta Holland and there's this song. And isn't it depressing? Oh my God. LOL. <laughs> like they have a little like Kiki moment. It's cute. And then like Shasta, the earth giants are there, but uh, Elsa realizes that they need to leave well she asserts that the reasons the rock giants were roaming is because they knew she was there right elsa decides to head out anna catches up and is like hey we need to do this together she they agree Mm -hmm. and then uh it's just Anna and elsa and olaf that take off and they leave Kristoff, who's kind of Kristoff disappeared for a minute because him and Raider. uh, raider were going to set up this reindeer proposal which I'm a little with flowers and bugs and birds. Yeah. And you know, Ryder was just thinking, Oh, I wish he would do this to me. Yes. Cause I want to even connect about, they they even connect about both doing voices for the reindeers Mm -hmm. and like, Oh yeah. Cause he does voices or Ryder does voices for them. I just feel like I can hear them. (laughs) So it's adorable. It is adorable. And then Christoph accidentally proposes to Yelena who shows, (laughs) who shows up to tell them that the queen and the, and the princess are gone. We then get one of the most interesting songs of the movie. I think this is part of like the enchanted forest thing. Like when they first come in, we skipped over this, but Olaf in his capacity as the stand in for the audience mentions, sure, you know, enchanted forests are a place of change. And I wonder how we're all going to come out in the end. And it's, <laughs> it, it struck me as always cheesy. And so this is Christoph's change moment, I guess, because he's trying to find out how to talk about how he feels about, Anna yeah but it's done a la 
80s pop ballads like hairband music video like this is even when it starts up the subtitles because we watch with subtitles it was like pop ballad music begins <laughs> and the song is called reindeers are better than people and, the, and then that goes into the next song which is lost, lost in, in the, the woods. woods yes so the 80s the, the like hair hairband whatever part is lost in the woods but they intro it with a reprise of Reindeer are better than humans, which is not even in this film. Better than people, but better yeah. than people. But it's yeah. from the first movie. They're right. Reprising a song that's not even in this movie <laughs> to get us into this moment with this hairband thing. And it's yeah. bananas. It is so extra. It is nonsense. Points where like he's mirrored between different trees. And it's like those old uh, life touch photos where a silhouette in the in the foreground profile shot of his face comes up and is like sort of transparent while he's and, singing. And, and even these new reindeer are embarrassed for them. There's a shot oh, of their faces. They're like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that future generations are going to get the jokes here. I don't even know that the kids who saw this movie get the joke. Why this is funny. I, this has got to be a parent thing because like the, the like the parts where it's a queen music video where the, yes. the reindeer, but like he's, he's on a black background and the reindeer appear behind him. They're his backup singing. singers. And, and then the, the song itself becomes a montage of scenes from the first movie again. Like this right. is the third time in this film where it's like, Hey, remember when this happened? Uh, so that ends and we get to the parent ship. Yes. And so they're, they're looking around and there's that funny line about there's a waterproof compartment and Noah loves like one wonders why they wouldn't make the whole boat waterproof and they pull a map out. And in the top left corner of that map, it says M D C C C X L. Oh, what's that? 1840. Oh, in Roman numerals. Oh, comma, but because the point that the Federator video makes is that 1840 is the year that Anna turned 19. And this map also says 1840, but her parents had left before she turned 19. It might just be a continuity thing. Yeah. It's interesting that they would make that. They would, they would make that a point though. And also this was written. They wrote that. Right. They did it on purpose. So So, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. or it could be I'm misremembering and they brought a different map. They brought their map with them. Yeah. I bet that's it. Yeah. Who knows? Moving on. Well, Elsa's like, this is who's been calling me because they use the map and there's that language thing. Oh, yeah. And they're talking about this is the source of Elsa's magic. Mm-hmm. And that's where Elsa puts together that this is who's been calling. It's, it's been out of Holland. It's been the source of her magic, which is how her parents died, was looking for the source of her magic. Right. And she gets super guilty about that. Yeah. and and. And, you know, water has memory. She she takes the water out of the ship, like coming out of uh, the pores of all the wood. And because she wants to know what happened. Right. She wants to know what happened and basically recreates the moment that her parents di- or their parents died. Oh. Oof. <laughs> it's just like, why? Right. You, you context. Clues. And they can hear it. Context. They can clues. hear their parents dying. Right. It's awful. And then, yeah, she gets super guilty about it. And Anna's like, no, no, no. No, no, she, because she's blaming herself. She's like, they died because of me. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. Yelena said, why would the spirits gift someone from Arendelle? Right. Magic. And it was to reward their mother mm-hmm. for saving their father's life. Right. And for, for, for her, you know, helping her enemy and bridging the gap. And so she decides, you know, this is what I got to do. I've got to go to Otto Holland and I've got to go alone again. All of this is kind of like synthesized and inferred. Yeah. And I didn't catch it in the first viewing. <laughs> Like why she would know this. And I just want her to say like, I can feel it or this is what I feel like it's telling me or I feel like the spirits are guiding me to this. Like, give me a reason that you know, quote unquote, know this. 
yeah. Elsa's just like immediately accepting these things as fact as they're coming out of her head. Yeah. And so she brings Anna and Olaf in for a hug, which, you know, is to kind of basically say goodbye to them. Yeah. They don't really know that because then she puts them in an ice boat and sends them a little shady. She's like, absolutely. We're going to do this together. Hug, hug, hug. Bye bye. And look, Anna would have been just fine. And truly, I think everything would have eventually been just fine if she had just gone back, like stayed there and gone back to the camp. But she steals one of Olaf's arms and hooks it on a branch and suddenly they're dumped into the river. And uh, the river is full of these rock monsters. They almost end up in the nose of one of them. How yeah. he's not drowning is beyond me because that water level is just under those nostrils. I mean, maybe that's like his spot. Like he just he just knows the water level of that area. He, he knows the water level of that area. <laughs> so Anna gets them out of there with some quick thinking, and suddenly it's a it's a waterfall ride. Anna is uh, tells Olaf not to scream. Try not to get, scream, and we get this very muffled <laughs> splash, splash. Um, they get out of there and this is where we noticed her boots. Which yeah. Are super detailed and very period. Yep. Yep. And so at this point we cut back to Elsa, who is now on a dark beach. Yeah. This is, the, this is the black sea, right? This is the dark sea. The and dark it's the sea. sea that opened the first trailer mm-hmm. that really, and I, I hadn't really talked about it yet, but I love in this movie that she's, it's all practical and intentional uses of her power. She's got agency over her power. Yeah in this film in a way that she had, she didn't in the last film. And like, I think we're made to understand like, this is Elsa accepting her power. This is how, how, how much she could do. I, I just love, cause it, it felt almost comic booky to me. Yeah. In a good way. Her having the agency to use her power to help her. And I, I loved seeing yeah, it. She's got control over her elements. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So she's trying to freeze this, this, I don't really know what she's, so she's, she's basically trying to like run into the water. Let me correct. I know what she's trying to do. I don't know what was going through her head to think, you know what? That's water yeah. and I can do ice and I'm just going to run. Just going to run to North Undra or no to Atahala. And I'm just going to. Well, I mean, if there weren't waves, she would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I also think that the water spirit was making those big waves. And sure, so that was a fair, l- fair, that fair. was probably trying to prevent the water spirit that. that you wanted to believe wasn't doing her any harm. Yeah, no, because <laughs> so Clancy yeah. loves horses. And he's like, how dare she do that to that water spirit? It wasn't doing anything to her. No, literally pushing her down into the water. On the second <laughs> viewing, I realized that the horse was trying to kill her. On the first viewing, you just went a horse. A horse can't be bad. <laughs> Horsey. So yeah, she, this is another scene where she's essentially, you know, mastering an element, taming an element, subduing an element. And she mounts that water horse and rides off to Atahalan. This is where we get the song Show Yourself. Um, and I think she starts singing that while she's on the horse, correct? Yes. And uh, this is also kind of a really great song. Like this really shows Adina Menzel's range and yeah. and lets her kind of let loose a bit. She gets into Atahalan. Yep. It's it's montage. She's seeing all these scenes from the past, mm-hmm. like in the in the ice. Like there's all these ice walls, ghostly, almost projected images of her past happening. She gets into this big domed room. Big finish on the song. Her hair has gone down. Like it's all just it's all loose and yeah. Well, that I mean, she got tussled about underwater. Yeah, she's coming into sort of the fullness of her power and yeah. making that connection with who her mother actually was. Right, which appears to be this fifth spirit. Correct. And again, it took me the second viewing to, for that to click to me. She's, 
not just that her mother was Northundra, but that her mother was also this because there's that bit about, Oh, I, I have to tell you something about my past. It, it kind of stuck for me. Cause it's just like, Oh, she's realizing how much of her mother is actually in her. And, and for me, I was just like, Oh, that's touching. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so like they're in the middle of Cerebro, basically the song is kind of coming to an end and now we're getting a little bit more of a look at to what actually happened yes. that caused the, uh, Arendellians to the conflict with the North Thundra. right? Here's water remembering who your mother is. Correct. By the end of the song, she's come to the fullness of her power and she's using it to walk through and answer the questions about the past. Should they go through her immediate past backwards? Cause you know, yeah. they get, let it go. And then Wesselton and she even's kind of like, Oh, <laughs> let it go. She's uh. like, <laughs> she's so self-referential uh. and embarrassed about it again. And then we get to her father and mother and then to their youth. Yep. And there's a part where her mother says to her father, what are you reading? He goes, Oh, just some new Danish author. He's talking about Hans Christian Anderson, which is what this is based on, which is yeah. Hans Christian Anderson. Like the original frozen was loosely based on the snow queen, which is a Hans Christian Anderson story. And because of their timeline, like what they're saying is all of this was actually happening while Hans Christian Anderson was alive and that he wrote about it. Yeah. That's sort of the meta narrative there. It's but I just rad. thought that was interesting. It was, yeah. It's like just some Danish author. I was like Hans Christian Anderson. There's no question <laughs> that it's not supposed to be Hans Christian Anderson. She sees her father and like their like grandfather, grandfather and like their first general or something walking right. off talking about kind of what their plan is. She follows him down Deeper into Adahalan. Right. Uh, and you know, the song is basically saying, don't go too deep or else you'll get stuck. Right. Like well, the, no, the lyric in, in the, the lullaby song is don't go too deep, uh, or else you'll drown. Right. She keeps following it as, as far as she can, uh, realizes that her father had built this dam to basically, well, he doesn't trust the magic and he doesn't trust the people who use it. Got to cut off their land so that he can see how many of them there are right. and then attack and subdue them or whatever. And so she realizes oh shit, this is our fault. And she's watching sort of the penultimate moment of that from the edge of that precipice. Yeah. And she wants to know more. And I just don't understand why she can't finish watching it on the ice movie screen. But yeah, she, she jumps down into the pit and then she starts to starts to freeze, which she wouldn't have done if Anna were there. Exactly. But right before she's completely frozen, she sends up that water memory into well, the but what air. does it say because what is she what is she seeing as she's sending that memory up the tribe leader and the grandfather coming up behind them about to like kill him with a sword like yeah. the sword is drawn he's holding a cup he's not armed all of it clicks and right before she's about to free she sends up that water memory into the air and then that and that memory ends up in front of anna who then sees that exact moment and and is able to infer the same right outcome it's 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 uh, water remembering that white people lie, <laughs> and it's honestly it's so refreshing after having just watched Peter Pan. Oh, for sure. But that yeah, so that's like her last act, and she's interpreting that with Olaf, and they're trying to figure out where to go next in this cave that they've gotten lost in. And then Olaf starts to flurry. Olaf starts to flurry. We get the song "The Next Right Thing" while this is happening. Olaf is basically disappearing into snow when he says. I think you're going to have to do this next part alone. Oh, that's the minute. The, because he's like, that's his dying thing. Oh my God. And then he's like, Hey, I, I realized one thing that doesn't ever change love. <sighs> it was like a double gut punch for me. You're yeah. going to have to do this next part on your own. Fuck me. And then we get into a song about surviving grief and it's, it's, I'll get into it a little bit, but it's also like, it really is about a codependence journey out of being attached to someone, but 
let's get real for a second. If mm-hmm. I had this song to listen to when my mother passed away, yeah, it would have been helpful. Oh yeah. Cause it really is about, and it's also, I've, I think prescient for literally right now when you feel like you, you can't go on because your reason for living isn't there anymore. How do you do it? You focus on one thing. You focus on the next thing, the next choice, the next right thing yeah. and how easy that choice is to make. Get up. You can do that. Get up. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing to do? What's the next thing to do? And then again, that's really out of like a therapist's playbook. Shrink your world, shrink your responsibilities, focus on the things that you can control mm-hmm. going back to what Olaf said earlier Woof. and making that incremental climb. And she yeah. does. And she literally climbs out of the darkest place she's ever been in yeah. and realizes what the next right thing is to do, which is to destroy the dam. Right. It's what Cran Poppy says. When you can't see the future, all you can do is the next right thing. Right. Way back when he's like, I can't see the future. So like, this is that paying off and coming yeah, and, to fruition. And honestly, the writing in this is really great. Like they it tie is. a lot of this stuff back and there's a lot of like these little clues that are left throughout it that, that pay off really well if you're paying attention. And I guess that's why and, on a second viewing, it was richer for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Once she gets out and she's safe and she sees the dam, like that's the first thing she sees. She's like, right. the next right thing is destroy that dam, destroy that dam. And then she sees the rock people. And then, and it's the only elemental spirit that Elsa didn't subdue. Exactly. Anna has to do it because Elsa can't. And I really liked that as a moment. Yeah. So she gets, she, she gets the attention of the rock people or sorry, the rock giants Mm -hmm. and, uh, starts screaming at them. They start following her. She's running and Lieutenant Matthias can somehow see what she's doing from miles away. <laughs> I think the, I think she just sees the he sees the rock people starting to like pursue something and then sees and then but he doesn't sees know it's her. her. She's under trees. Yeah, fair enough, I guess. But <laughs> also, Kristoff also sees this happening, too. And well, he's running her. through the woods trying to find her. Oh, yeah. He picks her up. He says, I'm here. What do you need? What do you need that <sighs> without questioning? Like, where were you? Whatever. He was right into making sure that like ugh, that she's okay. Mm, it's so good. You know, what was really touching about this whole thing for me. She literally moves mountains to save her sister. Oh my God. Just save her people. Yeah. She literally moves mountains to save her it's, people. Oh. She doesn't know it's going to save her sister. And she thinks Olaf is dead too. For sure. Um, but she's do. but again, she's doing the next, the right, next thing. right thing. And, uh, and she gets, she confronts Lieutenant Matias and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, we were wrong. My, our, my grandfather killed their leader. Mm-hmm. That's why the fighting started. This was a bad idea. He did it completely specifically to hurt them. And we got to get rid of this. And he's like, what can we do? She's like, I just need them to throw rocks at the dam. And then he's like, all right, let's bang it up. Yeah. Bang, so bang, 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 bang in his shield. They, they, all the rock uh, giants start throwing rocks at it and destroy the dam. And then just as the last boulder gets thrown before it comes down, that one rock giant's like, Oh, oh shit. <laughs> like he has a thought. He like hesitates from it. Like, Oh no, I didn't mean to do that. I just meant to kill this bitch. And then, uh, Matthias grabs her hand. She, before yes. She's- Cause she leaps. It's like, she's not yeah. going to make it. He grabs her. And then Kristoff's yeah. there to help pull him up. Her up. Basically at this point, she just thinks that her sister and Olaf is dead, but they have saved. They've saved the people and righted a wrong. And now, correct. and she's essentially sacrificing her city to right this wrong. And so as this happens, the water starts to rush through the valleys towards Arendelle. Mm-hmm. Cut back to Adahalan. Adahalan. Elsa unfreezes, falls through the floor into the water. We see the water going through the, the valley towards Arendelle and... Out of the front of it comes Elsa on a, on the water horse. On the water spirit, yeah. On the water spirit. And gets ahead of it, 
creates a big giant ice wall because she can control. She's That's just, in the shape sort of of the snowflake thing. Like yeah. it's got four pillars plus the diamond in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically prevents the tsunami from, from hitting. Right. She essentially, she stops it and reverses the inertia. Yeah. So that the water just goes back and settles back down. Exactly. And everybody sees this and everybody's like, yay. Also, this is what I noticed. Arendelle is a different color since Elsa has truly come into her queenship. Like, cause it's green accents in the first film and oh. now it's all the blue accents because she's a nice queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So she saves the town and the mist starts to rise through the enchanted, enchanted forest. forest. But yeah, it lifts up and writers like, Oh my God, the sky didn't know there was going to be so much of that. Mm-hmm. That's when him and honey Marin have a cute little moment. He's like, well, I guess I'll marry honey Marin, even though the other dude was kind of cute. And I was super <laughs> into him. The wind spirit kind of whips around her and it's like, go this way. Yeah. Uh, Gail. Gail tells her to go over. <laughs> Gail. Gail. So yeah, and um, Elsa arrives on the shore. Riding and in I was on, like, is it really lords? you? It's exactly like the moment from Lord of the Rings when Gandalf shows back up. Is it really you? Well, we skipped over a part when the mist lifts. Oh. And Anna apologized to Kristoff for running off. And he says, my love is not fragile. Mm. And it's another moment where it's just like. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, Anna kept all of Olaf's pieces. Yes, all of the pieces. All of the pieces. It's just so sweet. Puts them back together and, uh, you know, Frozen 3 can go off without well, Elsa losing says, any characters. You know, thank goodness water has memory. Yeah. And they bring him back up. Kristoff proposes. Kristoff proposes. Sven starts crying about it. Yeah. And um, we move into the, the Denouement. Yeah. The the film begins every but you know uh uh I mean we've we've resolved I mean. well and Olaf even says I still don't know what transformation means but we've <laughs> all we're all different mer so Anna has now Elsa has decided that she's gonna stay she says uh I promised to do what was best for Arendelle thankfully I have a good idea and that's when we cut to Anna's coronation yeah and so Anna is now the queen um which makes Kristoff the king. Uh, who shows up with his hair just slicked back and it is awful. Like I was just like, this is a turnoff and I am not here for it. Disney stop. And Olaf meanwhile, looks like he's about to escort you onto a doom buggy at haunted mansion. <laughs> exactly. So that about that yeah. color combo and that vest, all of them <laughs> yeah. look, look like, well, Kristoff uh, Christoph the... has a little bit more filigree and, and yeah. stuff around his coat, but like Olaf legit looks like one of the, one of the elevator uh, butlers. Yeah, yeah. Whatever from haunted mansion. <laughs> I wonder if that was intentional. And then she says, I prefer you in leather anyway. <gasps> girl, girl. Yeah. She knows what she wants and messes up his hair. And then he looks better. Yep. And to answer the next question, when Matthias is like, what magic is this? Photography was essentially invented in different areas around the early 1800s. So it all tracks. Yeah. Which is, I mean, and it was just kind of this weird, like I was like, wait, pictures. Is that, is that actually a thing? Yeah, like it was. It was. It Photography is older me, than you think, but it, it also took me out of the movie a bit, and it's just interesting that they chose to include that. And maybe it's just because they wanted to make sure that people were could figure out when this took place. If they had done that work in the first one, because again, this is an overcorrection based on criticism. Yeah, if they'd done that work in the first one, it would it would have leaned out of fantasy and more into magical realism a bit, which is I For think sure. what it's trying to do. Yeah. Anna sends a paper. Bur- well, they reveal the statue of her parents. Yeah, they reveal the statue of her parents as kids right right like it's a talking about the joining of the two peoples yeah everyone is connected by love yes and yeah it's it's uh it's it's actually it's honestly a really endearing yeah it is really endearing but to your point gail shows up gail shows up uh anna has a letter that she wants to send to elsa 
Um, so Gale is now male wind. If the, well, if this was D and D five E, Anna pulls out a paper bird and <laughs> sends it to Elsa it with a fifty word message on it, inviting her to come play charades on Friday. And Elsa then goes back to the island. Um, and that's kind of where the movie ends. It was a good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I was a little bit lost the first time. Some things made more sense the second time. I I'm willing to admit that's me and not the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, did you enjoy it? Yes, I liked it. And I liked the music truly. Oh, and the, like the credits started rolling and we immediately get panic at the disco covering <laughs> into the unknown with Brandon. Yes. Eary. Into the unknown. Like it's just, Ooh, he's got range. Yeah, And I didn't realize that he had that kind of range. Cause I he think hit I knew. those notes. It was just like, Woof. I want to hear a version of that song. That's both of them duetting it though. Oh, that with would both be of them hitting those high notes. Ugh. So how to do it at the box office, Clancy? Um, what the box office? Uh, it grossed worldwide uh one point four five billion dollars. Whoa, which is kind of insane. Especially the budget was one hundred and fifty million. That's so they made yeah. That, they made that. They almost made that back in opening weekend. They made one hundred thirty million opening weekend. Yeah, they did. Uh, in the U.S., they grossed a uh, uh, four hundred and seventy-seven million. Uh, million. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes seventy-seven percent critic, ninety-two percent audience score. Oh, really? Only 77% critic? I could see that. Most critic. I didn't read the, I didn't go through any of them, but like yeah. it, it's a sequel. And the 92, I mean, I don't know. I, it usually average between them. And Audiences probably, loved it. Yeah. All um, I heard all, all holiday season was how great it was and people didn't expect it to be as good as it was. And so apparently while they're during production, um, uh, uh, Kristen Bell said that the animators played pranks on the cast. Oh. Uh, and they said that, uh, when she visited the anima- Disney animation to view the early versions of her scenes, the animators added audible flatulence to scenes where Anna and Elsa were together in bed. <laughs> and in another scene, they uh, where Anna is trying to make a jump between cliffs, she didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I bet that's in the outtakes because we mentioned that there aren't any extras on Disney Plus, but yeah. we saw that there's outtakes on the on the um, digital version through iTunes. Yeah, and I think that that's a because they want you to spend the twenty dollars yeah. on the the iTunes version, and they'll probably end up on Disney Plus at some point. I'm but gonna wait. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But um, also recently at the beginning of the year, there's this article that came out on Sci-Fi, um, the writer uh by writer Courtney Enlow. It's called Anna's Frozen Two Journey is a deeply healing moment for codependence, and there's this one. Um, and we'll link at this in the show notes. But I just wanted to call out this this one paragraph. It says, with themes like existential dread, loss of identity, of learning everything you knew about your family and their perceived goodness was a lie, <laughs> of white destruction of indigenous cultures. This is not of what pe- this is not what people think of when they think Disney princess fair, because well, the very concept of Disney princesses are easy to diminish as merchandise friendly kid stuff, but at their best, that's exactly what this movie gives us. Look, it's not, it doesn't serve as an apology, I think. Yeah. But it's aware in a way that a lot of other Disney films aren't. And I think that that's a great step forward. But oh, I say 100%. that as a white person. Yeah. And, and that, that's a, uh, yeah, the more conscious that they can be, I mean, Moana was kind of that same way where it was, you know, that they, you, you really start to see that they're, they're really focusing on that more. Sure. in in like the casting and the development and the production, 100%. I mean, in terms of the story of this, this oh, is a story yeah, 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 about yeah. white guilt. Oh, fair enough. Overarchingly. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, my percep, our perception of it is going to be a little bit different than other people's perception of it. Mm-hmm. Who, who have those experiences who are from different cultures who have, 
in their own history, white destruction of indigenous cultures. For sure. This is like the anti-Pocahontas. I mean, and it was, <laughs> I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot for that. I did too. And, and, and the, the music was probably my favorite. Honestly, kind of even maybe more so than the first movie. I enjoyed these yeah. songs a bit more. I think so too. Well, there are a few more of them. I feel like. Yeah. And there are more that weren't actually in the movie right. um, that were cut out. But again, we didn't have the special features. So we were able to see what those were. No, but that's okay. That's fine. So uh, do you want to talk about what we're going to do next? I think, hear me out. I think we do the Rocketeer. Okay. I've never seen it. Me neither. And I think that's going to be another one that surprises like our friends, especially that we haven't seen it. It's kind of steampunky. It's retro futuristic. It's, it's, uh, it's a geek niche that a lot yeah, of my yeah. friends loved this movie and I've just have never seen it. So I think we do this. Yeah. I think we're going to do the Rocketeer. Awesome. Perfect. Alrighty. Uh, I liked frozen <laughs> 2 I'm looking forward to the Rocketeer. What else? Wash your hands, everybody. Yeah. Stay safe. Don't go outside. If you don't have to, you can find us online specifically. You can find Clancy at C L N C Y on Twitter and Instagram. And they can find Josh at Josh watching TV. That's without the G on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. Yep. Oh, uh, the podcast is everywhere as nonplus pod. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You got a iHeartRadio. radio. Oh yeah. We just started an iHeartRadio. radio. Um, so if you listen to stuff over there and you're having to split apps and you prefer iHeartRadio, radio, now you can find us there. Um, rate review subscribe that helps you know boost listeners it helps get the word out yep we're um, liking all the uh all the comments on on our itunes yeah we'll so read that, some next time yeah. i didn't prep any of this time we'll read some okay. next time for sure uh if you uh have any ideas or submissions or just want to talk to us in any sort of way over email you can send us an email at, at suggestions at nonpluspod.com yeah and uh yeah i think that's pretty much it that's pretty much it it's well after midnight we should get to bed yeah it's a school night it's a school night for both of us <laughs> all right well thank you all for listening yeah that, that's that's clancy and that over there is josh and we are non-plus we're so non-plus so non-plus <laughs> yeah this is a good move Okay, Texas. I have to watch the entire ad? This is nonsense. Like, at least let me skip it. I don't care about trucks. I don't. See, the problem with this coming around front is that it's easier for me to bump a titty on it. Well, we can we can change it if it becomes a problem. Oh, okay. Do you want to change it right now? We can change it. We right don't now. have to change it right now. I just, I hate when my tits get in the way. Well... <laughs>